Kia ora whānau, nau mai hoki mai ki Māori Malene. My name is Te Kahukara Boynton and I am your host for the podcast. So today's episode is all about how you can get started on your personal finance journey and the, some of the things that you need to do to continue your journey. So I have five main steps, five main whakaro, which are really important. These are things that I do myself, things that I think you should be doing regularly, um, and so the first one is budgeting. Budgeting is one of those things which are either, you know, a something that you swear by or something that you dread doing. And for me, I love budgets. Budgets are awesome because they allow you to see where your money is going, what proportion is going here, and you know, it's a, you're able to see big steps in your budget. And when you start seeing that your income is increasing and your expenses are remaining the same. That gap is awesome to see. And so budgeting is something that I review every two weeks or so. And I have a budget template on my blog and also on my Instagram. But I'll drop the link in the description box below if you are interested. And so budgeting is something that I do. So I have a list of my income. So I have my part-time job, my student allowance, dividends, things like that. I have my my stuff, publishing, money, I have various sources of income. And then I have my expenses. So my expenses are pretty bog standard. So I have my gas, my grocery bill, my spark bill, uh, different costs for multi-millionaire. There are a lot of those. Um, I like to write my budget down on a piece of paper and I stick it on my pin board in my bedroom. That way on payday I can see it and if I need to transfer money somewhere then I can do that. Otherwise most of them are just on APs and you know the companies just like to take the money out of my account automatically so I don't got to worry about that do I. Um, number two on my list is a financial audit. I love doing a finance audit because you're able to see where your money has been going and whether or not you've been sticking to your budget. So a finance audit is when you print out your bank statements. So you can go into your bank, some of them do it for free, some of them don't. If they're going to charge you, then you can just sort it on your computer or print it at home. You know, whatever works for you. I personally like paper and I like, you know, being able to see it and touch it and write on it. But, you know, if you're more uh, caring towards the environment, then don't print it. Um, but basically, you highlight where your money is going. So... I highlight a section and this is for groceries. So this is money that was spent at a supermarket. And then I highlight a section on gas. And then I highlight a section for takeaways and dairy stops. And then there's also like a clothing section. And if you just review like the last three months and you see that in the last three months you spent $400 on takeaways, then you're able to see like, wow, I have a problem or or, you know, I spent $500 on vaping, you're like, wow, that addiction is actually costing me a lot of money. So financial audits are really important because you're able to just review what you've been spending your money on, which is one of the most important things about your personal finance journey. And so I think that you should be doing your financial audit, you know, you should set a goal. So I know some people who do it quarterly, some people do it monthly, I just kind of do it whenever I'm feeling like I should. Um, I don't have that much time in my life to be doing monthly financial audits. Um, I'm a busy student like lots of you guys are. 
you know, I know that you guys are working or doing whatever you're doing with your life, but yeah, I don't have time to be doing regular financial audits, so I do them probably every few months, and that works for me, but it might not for you, and Katie Pye said So my number three step is your financial goals. So I've already had a podcast on this, but I'll drop it in the description below if you haven't listened to it. But it's basically to have income goals, investing goals, and savings goals. Depending on your goals, this is going to affect your budget. So if you have higher savings goals, then your budget needs to reflect this. Same with investing. And, you know, if you want to just live life a bit more, then your budget will reflect this. And that is perfectly fine to want to spend money on cool things. Like, I spend, spent $200 on a guest handbag because I love guest handbags. And... That was fine because it's all about balance. You know, if I'm just going to continue living this life being frugal as fuck, then there's no point. Um, it's not going to, you know, add any value because I'll just be sad. My fourth step is to start a side hustle. So a side hustle is a little small business on the side of your 9 to 5 or on the side of your studying or on the side of you being a stay-at-home mum. So it's something that you can do on the side to increase your income or make you feel more fulfilled. I read this quote and it said that you need a hobby, that one of the hobbies will make you an income, one of them makes you feel fulfilled, one of them makes you connect to your wairua and all these different things and I think that's important. I think that you should always be doing something that connects you to something bigger than just yourself because that allows you to kind of grow as a human and so starting a side hustle could be one way of doing that for you. So for me, Running Māori Millionaire is, you know, some people might see it as just a podcast or just a blog or, you know, something not that important. But to me, it's something that I can dedicate time to and I can actually create an impact because there's lots of people who have messaged me saying that they have learned so much with my content or that they just are so happy to finally have a Māori talking about investing. And, you know, so these things contribute to my wairua and me feeling fulfilled and it's awesome. So whatever your side hustle is, whatever your passion is, then, you know, it's cool to intertwine these and create something which you can make something profitable in the end. And I'm not saying that as soon as you start, it's going to be profitable because that's not true. If you put in the time and you put in the effort, then you can create something that's meaningful, create something that's worthwhile and that solves the problem and in turn money will come in. So starting a side hustle is a really good thing to think about. I do have a other podcast about different side hustle ideas you could start but I also have a blog post if you want to read one and I'll drop it in the description below which talks about 45 different side hustle ideas. So Just quickly, some of the different ones I love is um, affiliate marketing, so building up your Instagram, building up your Facebook, social medias, and then selling someone else's products. So they're going to pay, the company will pay you money to promote their product, and they'll give you like a commission every time someone makes a purchase using your link. This is kind of similar to sponsors, but sponsors would pay you, for example, a flat rate like 
$1,000 to talk about their product for one minute on your podcast or your blog or something like that. So sponsors and affiliate marketing are two really awesome ways to make money on the internet. Um, but other ones are small businesses like mowing lawns or starting a little eyelash company, doing someone's eyebrows, doing their nails in your um, shed at home. These are really cool ones. During ball season, you can have girls come over and you do their makeup for them. That one's a really cool one because, you know, girls are willing to pay like 70 bucks to get their makeup done. Why not make it a profitable business if you're good at doing it? My last tip or hack is to create your team. So this one is probably the most important one. Number five, create your team. So I always think that, you know, your team should be your dream team. And whoever's in your circle, they're going to be either making you or breaking you. You've got to make sure that they are motivating you, making you feel better, making you more energized and promoting you to doing awesome things. If your circle is out smoking drugs every weekend, partying and, you know, doing nothing with their life, then you are too because that's what your mates are doing, so you're going to do it as well. As soon as you step out from that circle, you're going to see that this world is way bigger and if you want to be doing cool things, then you just join in with them. So I've been in that situation before where I was kind of hanging out with the popular kids, the cool kids at school, thinking that this was so cool because all my friends were so popular, but it turns out that you know, now most of them are still in the same place that they were at, you know, a few years ago when I was still hanging out with them. And so removing myself and seeing the value in my own identity was awesome. So creating a team is really important, not just in real life though, on the internet as well. So many teenagers are being negatively impacted by social media and the influence it's having on them and their mental health. So I always do this. It's a social media audit where I go through who I'm following and if they're not adding anything positive to my life, then I unfollow it. I probably do this weekly. So if you've noticed that I've unfollowed you, I'm sorry. It's just I need to be able to make sure that everything that I'm consuming on the internet is contributing to something that's going to make me feel better, make me feel like a more important kind of space something that allows me to grow because if it's not then it's making me do the opposite which is bringing me down making me less motivated making me less inspired and these aren't good things so creating your team creating your circle you know who you surround yourself by these are very important things